The Very Good Adventuring Team podcast contains crass, foul, vile, terrible, immature, and mature content. Jeff Cockthunder, a Goliath Barbarian, and if you dishonor myself or my friends, my hammer will yearn for your face. This is Furitan Furcantries. I am a Dwarven Druid, and I like to find myself some nice leaves to sleep on. This is Peter McMoist. I'm a dark elf bard, and I'm the best fucking town crier in Terragard. Previously on the Very Good Adventuring Team. We drew closer to the conclusion of the Legend of Zelda dungeon. Fjorten rushed to return to his comrades. Combat with the Wallmasters wrapped up. They made a new friend in Rayburn the Goria slash Lapine. They finally encountered the Hodag and promptly ran away from it. They began bartering with the Kazool's tribe of Lapine. We return to our heroes as they rest and wait for the Kazool's to return. Um, when you take a short rest, you can expend as many or as few hit dice as oh, you want gotcha. in a single short okay. rest. So you guys are going to short rest for one hour. Yep. That seems to be the idea. So let's start with Mr. Fjorten, since you seem to have the most things you want to do. Uh, first of all, take your spell slots back. You get your level rounded down, I think. Sorry, level halved rounded down. Mm-hmm. So two four. level ones or one level two. Yeah. What you going to do? What you going to do with two level ones or level two? What, what are you going to do? I, was I, I know, I know, I know. And I was looking. Uh, probably my one level one. Whoop. Well, you can take two level ones, though. One level two, I mean. Thank you. There you go. And then you... And then roll me up some hit die. And I don't know that this is specified in the rules anywhere, but the way that I like to do it, because I'm just so goddamn generous, is I let you roll your hit die one at a time, and then you can decide if you want to do more each time. It's really nice of you, actually. I'm a pretty fucking nice guy. Mm-hmm. All right, I want to do mine. Okay. Are you, are you going to do it then? or? Uh, <laughs> I was trying to figure out what side of die I have. Hold on. God. I believe a bard is a D8. What? D8. All right, I want to roll one. Four. Uh, I want to roll one more. Seriously, I got one. All right, that's... Uh, you know what? I'm going to roll another one. All I need is one, so... That looks like a total of nine to me. That is good enough. I am tip-top ready to rock. I'll be rolling most likely three D8s, but we'll do one at a time. Do it one at a time. Do, 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 do we it. We have a one. Yeah. We have a five. Oh, there, there's an eight. Eight. Nine, eleven, twelve, one, thirteen. Four, eight. Thirteen. Not one, okay. thirteen. Do you want to do more than thirteen? I do actually want to do more than thirteen. Just keep fucking 13. rolling them, dude. Keep Another eight. fucking rolling them. So that's twenty-one. Is that right? My math is correct. Eight and eight is 16. Another four makes 20. Another one makes 21. Some common question right there. Spent a lot of time losing money at the blackjack table. I can count that pretty fast for you. All right. And Jeff, are you going to be rolling anything for your long rest? No. Excellent. So now we get to see whether or not that is successful. Let's start. Uh, You know what? Fjorten, you are the one that suggested uh, or that needed the long rest the most. I'm going to have you make the adventure slash danger roll. All right. That's a 1d20? It is. 1d20. Roll me a d20. All right. That would be a... Mm-hmm. 
Hey, hey. Roll. I'm seeing all kinds of rolling happening. That'd be the last one as I meant to do. Well, you rolled like three times, and none of them are what you need to get a random encounter. So you're good there. So before we proceed further, just so you guys know, your long rests are successful and completed. Mm, Peter, make me another roll. Uh, which kind of roll? You are going to make a d20 roll for adventure. Ooh, adventure roll. For danger. I like that. And that would be a 14. 14 is not enough to have a random encounter. Yay. Woo. I did Jeff. It. How long were you rolling for? You don't know. So far, you've waited two hours and nothing's happened. Oh. Do we want to wait for this guy? Do we want to just, if he comes back, he comes back? I guess I should give you guys the individual choices. So far, you've gone through two successful nothing's happened hours. Yeah. What you gonna do when they come for you or ro- don't or don't? Roll the five. Three hours have gone by. Nothing's happened. Do you want to continue waiting? No. Those Lapians aren't coming. They're coming. No, they're, why would they come? They would be stupid. <laughs> they like treasure. They're stupid to be in here to begin with. Fair enough. I figure we can um, possibly proceed, and if they come, they come. If not, we can but, run away. But if we keep waiting here, we're going to get ambushed by some... That's the only thing I'm worried about. It sums up like my all of my early dating experience. I'm just going to keep doing this, and if they come, they come. But um, uh, I would vote to proceed. I'm not sure. Rayburn, he was my plot point, and I feel bad for the responsibility I put on us, but... Uh, if he comes back he might come back maybe he'll come back mid-battle that'd be pretty cool yeah like reinforcements or something that'd be pretty sweet like the ewoks oh 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 the lupines have returned oh, <laughs> oh wow you know i was gonna make it was four successful hours of waiting was what it was gonna take for the lupines to come back or a plot rod or a plot rod or a plot rod um all right so you know what i'm gonna modify that just a little bit though yeah um you are going to roll me jeff since you used your plot rod actually give me just one second to record what happened with the plot rod because i need to do that otherwise i fucking forget no 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 plot, plot rod. rod and plot rod plot, plot rod plot rod i almost made us a new plot rod whoa what would it well i just i gotta turn some stuff on the lathe soon and I was debating between, I'm going to make a, another mallet head out of that super dense wood that I bought. And I was like, you know what? It'd be actually a pretty baller plot rod to have this super heavy ass wood. Hell yeah. And then I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to do that. I might use one of the other pieces of wood that I bought though. I was at a, uh, like a thrift shop and it was like world's greatest grandma. And I was going to buy one of those, but I'm like, no, Nick makes his own plot rod. So I'd be better Or we could way. just use this one forever because all we need is a fucking stick. It's true. I mean, it's got all of our greasy mitts on it now. True, so. but I would like to upgrade sticks as we go along. We're three years into this can- uh, in- into uh, us playing, by the way. Well, what are we going to do with our old stick? I don't know. You um, know. <laughs> <laughs> what if we get that? What, what if we just mailed that to one of our random patrons and they just got this ugly <laughs> fucking stick in the mail? Like our, we yeah. spray, let's spray it with Lysol. No, we should, do, like, we should do a competition. We should do like... The first person who ever actually guesses at our names. Oh, we've had we've had a guy that's been guessing. Really, Steve? Yeah. Uh, Zach. Well, Steve's been guessing too. I'm actually for that. Let's oh. let's send our plot rods as uh as gifts as random gifts. Each it's month. gotten it's gotten like some color to it. It's got some character. Yeah. I mean, it's like literally, it's gotten some like human oils into it now. That like this is it used to be one. It used to be like this uniform color, and now we've kind of like. Well, that's a little burned, I guess. So, but. I mean, is that something we can do? Like, once every so often we send a plot rod? <laughs> I mean, maybe we do... Maybe this is, like, the campaign three plot rod, and we all, like, Sharpie sign it or something. Hey. And then we'll mail it to the end... At the end of campaign three, we'll mail it to a, a, a patron. Well, I gotta say, I... Yeah. I, well, I wasn't expecting that as the, the use of the plot rod. So, I'm gonna have you, Jeff, roll me... Why don't you roll me just a D20? 10. Fucking really? <laughs> I was basically doing like a coin toss, whether they came back friendly or hostile, and you <laughs> rolled right in the fucking middle. 
All right. So based on a 10. Half, half of them are friendly. Half of them are <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. I'm uh, mad about it. Disgruntled had to come for gold. All right. So Rayburn strolls back into the room. Uh, I need to get a couple more. Actually, all right. Roll me one more thing. Roll me a D4. And we're going to see how many buddies he brought with him. Two. Look at that. Two it is. Uh, and since you were doing all the rolling, we're going to say... Fjorten, give me a name. Lapine. That's... <laughs> the Lapine named Lapine. <laughs> What's your name? Person. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to introduce you to my friend, Human. <laughs> God damn you people. Can I name one? Yeah, Peter, you get the other one. Fucking Lapines. <laughs> you can't fucking name them the same thing. I didn't. I said Lapines. That's plural. <laughs> All right, do you want to deal with this level of confusion as we go through combat? <laughs> I would like to um I would like to change my name, please. <laughs> I, I too want Lapines. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'm going to give you one last chance to take it back, otherwise you're fucking stuck with it. Oh, that's fine. Be Paul. It's his choice, man. I gave Mine's Lapines. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking idiot. <laughs> so after four hours, Rayburn the Lapine brings back two more Lapine named Lapine and Lapines. Shit. <laughs> 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 Why? Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> We're fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Trying to create a, a broad magical world with with a lot of depth and character. <laughs> and you basically got a like a bunch of people named people. <laughs> <sighs> So Rayburn, uh, Rayburn comes up to you, Fjorten, and he's like, "Hey, hey, look, man. Um, you know, I, I know that you guys, you guys did me a solid uh, trying to get get me, uh, you know, let me live and everything. And so I went back to the to village, and I was like, "Hey, man, these people want us to help them uh, take down the Hodag." And they were like, "Well, what are we going to get out of it?" And I was like, "Well, some of the gold." And they were like, "That's stupid." Uh, but, but Lapine and Lapines <laughs> said that they would come and fight. Clearly the stupidest. Yeah. <laughs> just, have you seen that meme where it's like the three dragon heads and like two of them are all fierce and one of them is like googly eye derp? <laughs> That's what Lapine and Lapines are. Except there's two oh, googly eyed. Uh-huh. Well, I tell them that. Don't worry, Rayburn, we keep to our promises. At least half the gold will be yours, and then maybe a little extra something for yourself. I really appreciate your help. I'm Rayburn's a man like, I'm a man of honor. I, I I have to keep to a commitment. That was one of my goals from the start with uh with myself on this campaign is to be honest a businessman, so all right, all right. Businessman. I'm a, bid, uh, I'm a, a businessman. Man. Doing, I, bid, I was doing business. I always do business. Uh so he says all right, well, let's... Uh, oh, by yeah, the way, do does uh, Rayburn have any boomerangs with him still now? Yeah, or? he brought his backup boomerang. Okay. Thank so goodness. he's got... He's what? I said, thank goodness. Yeah. He's got a backup boomerang. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, you're like, hey, did you did you bring a boomerang? And I, like, it, it cuts to like anime scene and he... Or like, you know, uh, like a Mega Man intro mm-hmm. to a level and he goes back and he's like... And brings out his boomerang. Oh, that's and then cool. Behind him, Lapine and Lapines are like shing, 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 and they've all got their boomerangs out. So knowing, kind oh. of, 
Super Saiyan level 30. I never watched that show. I don't, don't actually get the reference, but I've heard it so many times. Uh, oh my goodness. So kind of knowing what we're going into and maybe we don't do battle. I have no clue what's going on kind of situation. So I'm actually going to cast a uh, preemptive bark skin onto Jeff. Okay. Jeff, you've been bark skinned. Bark, bark, bark. Bark, 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 bark. Bark, bark, bark. So your AC cannot be less than 16. What is it? What was it currently? 14 before that? Um, let's take a look. You know what? Yes. Just because I've never used it before, I'm going to use this radioactive icon to uh, indicate that you're radioactive, radioactive. I hate that song. Uh, okay. It was 14 before? Yep. So it can no less than 16, and uh, um, that is a concentration spell, so I have to be aware of that. I have to be aware of that, too. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, the ski situation. He says, oh, oh, yeah, 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 the key. Uh, h- hang on. And he nods, uh, he nods over to uh, Lapine and Lapines. And uh, Lapine walks over to the door. And, uh, and he pulls out this giant golden key. And he, like, puts it into the door. And then Lapines grabs him around the waist and turns Lapine, <laughs> holding the key. And as per before... The door magically slides and recedes into the wall and disappears with the key. And you now have an open doorway into the Hodag room. We know of Hodag, correct? Uh, You guys had seen this before. Well, I should say, you guys, oh, Fjorten had actually seen this before. You poked your head into the room and the lizardly face of the Hodag appeared. So, like, I guess you've seen it? And you've told your friends, mm-hmm. if that helps. Yeah, oh, definitely. Okay, but we have not seen it before, like previously before anything else. Okay. Um, I will come in and I will go into the room. Is everybody else going into the room? Yep. And I will shout, Hodag, and see what happens. Ho up, Hodag. Oh, I mean, it's just going to attack you. Oh. Hodag, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's up? <laughs> It's it's a big fucking lizard. Like, oh, I didn't know if it was like can speak English or what it does. So I mean, or speak uh, common or whatever it does. This particular creature is not able to speak common, or at least to you, it doesn't want to. It does not want to. Oh my goodness. Okay. Let's roll initiative. The six of you enter the room with the hodag. You see the hodag off to the east. A barred door is behind it. The wall funnels to a tunnel. Didn't realize that was going to rhyme when I started saying it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That rhymes. (laughs) Quick, think of another word for tunnel. Uh, (laughs) Tunnel. There's a wall crevice. There's a wall. It's a narrowing. You're about to be. The wall hole. The balls and penis of this room. <laughs> so you have the like shaft. A shaft. Yeah. The, hodag, the, uh... the hodag lurks in the taint of this room. <laughs> and our turn order, the hodag rolled very poorly. So our turn order is in Peter with a 21, Jeff with a 19, Rayburn with a 12, Lapines with an 11, Lapine with a 10. You'll notice, by the way, that I capitalized the the P in Lapine, but not in Lapine's. That was very nice of you. Uh, gives it some some level of distinction. Uh, looks like Lapins. And Fjorten with an eight. The Hodag. The most terrible, fearsome, made-up monster of the northern Wisconsin area. Ooh. The Hodag got a five and is going last. We begin round one. Take it away, Peter. I cast Hypnotic Pattern on Hodag. (gasps) Do it. I did. It's done. All right. The Hodag has to make a Wisdom Saving Throw. And kaboom, it rolls a four. However, it is going to use a legendary action to choose to succeed on the saving throw instead because it's a fucking boss bitch. Oh, man. Here we go. Yep, there it is. The fuck? A waste. What a fucking waste, you piece of shit. Well, I'd rather we know that now rather than uh, 
I on just the first turn rather than the sixth or something. So just choose shit. I just I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, get legendary and you can choose. I'm trying, bro. Anything else on your miserable, pathetic failure of a turn? I will give some bardic inspiration to Jeff. Jeff is amped up right now. Yeah. Jesus. We'll use the traditional heart and chains icon to indicate Jeff has bardic inspiration in addition to that bark skin indicated by the radioactive icon for the song we won't repeat. Anything Mm -hmm. else on your turn? That's it. What does the inspiration do again? Um, Gives you some advantages on certain throws and stuff. More specifically, it allows you to roll a... I believe you're up to a 1d8. Is that that for attack as well? It is for potentially attacks Uh or for any kind of ability check. You can make your roll, and before I tell you whether it is a success or a failure, you can tell me if you want to add your Bardic Inspiration die. And that's a single use, right? Yes. Single use. I was on the verge of a weird joke there i'm just gonna let it go mm-hmm. let's move on to jeff's turn um i'm gonna enrage uh what makes you so mad fucking hodag what i mean like what about it though it's googly eyes looks yeah. like it has googly eyes mm. and it does you're not one for googly eyes that's for sure i'm gonna run up and hit him with my hammer once when you were a kid you saw an earthquake detector and it was just two googly eyes glued to a piece of paper you were like fuck this and it's fucking googly eyes. <laughs> All right, roll me an attack roll. 24. 24 is for surely a hit. Tell me about the amount of damage you've done. 17 damage. That's a goodly amount of damage. Ooh. Hit him again. Do it. Damn. Uh, 16. 16 is exactly the target number you needed to make. Please roll me damage. Ooh, uh, 22. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's not correct. 16. The extra damage would have been had you rolled a critical hit because Roll20, who, weirdly enough, for as much as I mentioned them, is not a paid sponsor of this show, rolls the critical damage automatically. So you did 16 damage, a grand, and if I do say so myself, grand, a total of 33 points of damage in this first round. The Hodag is like, bro, what the fuck? We tried to be nice. I mean, it doesn't actually say that. It doesn't speak Googly ass eyes. I'll stand pat. You will stand pat. Rayburn is going to go next. Rayburn is going to scoot off to get good visibility and is going to throw their boomerang at Le Hodag. Le Hodag is going to take a... Well, he's going to roll first to see if they attack. That's a 24. And let's do some damage. Eight bludgeoning damage. Feels real pathetic after all of that barbarian damage. But here we are with more damage being done. Lapines <laughs> is going to go next. <laughs> Lapines is going to roll a boomerang attack as well. Boomerang attack 21. That's going to be a hit. Six bludgeoning damage to the Hodag. Good job, Lapines. Yeah. Lapine is up next. They are going to also boomerang attack. That's a 23. Good thing they brought these guys along because, man, they just very successful. That is six more damage. And that gets us down to Fjorten. Fjorten, you are the last turn before the Hodag is going to decide what they do. Tell me how you're going to react to this pressured situation. Would I be able to sneak past the Hodag if possible? He is currently in between two crevices. Is a diagonal move behind him? Is that a Mm. possible move? I'm sorry. Do you want to sneak past or do you want to push past? I would like to run past. Um, It probably would not be a sneak at this point. Uh, All right. So what I'm going to do in that case, I will have you two make a, let's call it a dexterity contest. Okay. If I chose to do that, it'd be a dexterity uh, okay. So I'm going to roll dexterity for the hodag. That is going to be... Oh, well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not there yet. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I just can't make it yet. I was just wondering if I, if it was possible. I apologize. Oh, yeah. So it'll be it, it'll be contested, but you can try. Okay. Because uh, what I would like to do is do a... Um, be able to do that advantage for Jeff, if need be. Mm. 
And so I will go ahead and cast Longstrider on myself, get an extra 10 feet. 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, and I would be able to make it past and do that dexterity save. How do you know that the hodag isn't like a blast-ended screw and you're just going to get a face full of fiery fart? Well, that's what I asked first. Maybe I will get fart. Maybe I'll, I mean, that's his attack move is blast fart in the face. Murder farts. Murder farts. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm rereading the Harry Potter books right now, and I just got to the part where they're they're training blast-ended scroots. Oh, very nice. And I'm like, wow, J.K. Rowling, good job on inventing a fart scorpion. <laughs> 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 so, um, so we're gonna do the con- cool, this, this cool, contest, cool. and so if I did a dexterity fail, would I still go past and just take damage, or how would that work? Uh, so here's what we're going to do. Um, yeah. I'm going to re-roll that because you can't know the result before you yep, commit exactly. to the action. Uh, so I'm going to roll this dexterity. You're also going to roll dexterity. Okay. And right, well, you're, you're pretty fucking assured of success because uh, the hodag rolled a two. Uh, you've never seen my rolls, have you? I have. I've been watching your rolls for three years. Uh, but- I got a three! You rolled a three! (laughs) Yes! Thankfully, a critical failure does not mean anything on ability checks, despite what so many DMs think. You are able. You're able to squeeze past, and you're now in full view of the... I don't know, I guess if it's a lizard, is it a green star? A cloaca? I was going to say brown star, but it's it's a lizard, so... Maybe, is it like... It's kind of like a pale green star? Mm Mm-hmm. There it is. And so, um... Can you describe it for us? Transformation into a creature would be an action, so I will take a bonus action and do a healing on myself instead and try to get a little mm-hmm. bit more since I am at the rear end mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. this mighty beast. Mm-hmm. Yes, for a seven. That is seven hit points you can have back. Thank you. There's a song called uh, California Stars that I don't think a lot of people are familiar with, but all I'm thinking of now is Pale Green Star. To California stars. Anyway, having scooted past, the Hodag tried to reach out and kick you away as you tried to long stride past it, but you were able to deftly, and I would imagine, because you're a dwarf, that you went down into a front-to-back split. 100%. And you slid underneath the kicking leg of the Hodag. And while I went under, <laughs> mm-hmm. just kind of just went under Total Jackson style. Yeah, maybe like with your arms waved back. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, it was amazing. Yeah, it was glorious. Oh, I loved it. There was, there was a slight applause somewhere. I don't know, but. VGAT fans, how is this day for you? I hope you're taking the time to take care of your mental health. Remember that humans need human interaction, and listening to podcasts alone is not enough. Social media is not enough, and in fact, arguably worse. If you don't have a member of your own household, or at least one that you like enough to interact with, take a little time to look into what other options might uh, be available, like online socialization, calling people, or uh, whatever this current safe version of meeting in person is. Before the pandemic started, I was watching the effects of loneliness take a deep toll on some people close to me. So, you know, whatever you're doing, I hope it's going well for you, and that today is pretty darn decent. I wanted to say thanks to Jamie, who is at Junior4Piece on Twitter, for letting us know they have listened to an obscene amount of VGAT. We're super happy you let us know, friend. Thanks for the tweet. Keep on rockin'. If you want to interact with the Very Good Adventuring team, you can find us on Twitter at at VGA Team, also on Facebook. And there's also our website, thevgat.com, T-H-E-V-G-A-T.com, for episodes, links to social media and Patreon, and really just being the hub of all VGAT activity on the internets. We're not super good at posting things on social media, I'll give you that fair warning. Call it good old-fashioned, oh, I don't want to be a bother, Midwest sensibility, or just call it laziness. Whatever it is, please know that we're out there trickling out content very, very slowly. And that's what I have for you today, my friends. Let's get back into the action.
All right, we have finally come to the Hodag's turn. The Hodag. The Hodag. <laughs> oh, you guys, this is going to suck so bad. The Hodag is going to do a fire cone. I knew that was going to come. See you later, Lapines. <laughs> uh, maybe not quite yet. Um, the fire cone from the Hodag. Each creature in a 70-foot cone must make a dexterity saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes 8d6 fire damage. Holy Jesus! Or half as much on a successful one. Please, Jeff and Peter, make me a dexterity save because you are both well within this cone. Can I hide behind one of these lapines? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I should have some cover from that. There's lapine-shaped silhouettes on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to carry that joke any further. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could get real bad. All right, that's a 18 for me. 18 is a successful save. Jeff, tell me about what you've got. 16. Oh, that's a success as well. Uh, and I've got... Holy shit, dude. The, these fucking Lapine are just... Wow. Yes. Uh, that's a 22, a 21, and a 20. Woo. So that is successful saves all around. Six. Damn right. Uh, that means uh, the 24 fire damage that would have been taken. Uh, Jeff, I believe, if I'm correct, that because you saved on a halved damage, you don't take any damage. Uh, because the being a barbarian... Oh, no, you're not at the level yet where uh, fire damage gets halved, right? I'm not entirely sure. Why don't you double check on that? Peter, you're going to only take 12 damage. And the three Lapines, uh, including Raber and Lapines and Lapine, <laughs> are each going to take 12 damage. Roasted. Like, ow. All right, we will begin round two while Peter, uh, sorry, while Jeff looks up his damage. Peter will take his turn from way, 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 way in the back. Uh, I take that damage. Okay, so you're going to take 12. What damage is it that you uh, do not take that? Mostly physical damage. Bludgeoning, slashing, and piercing right now. At a higher level, it goes to other kinds of damage. There's some ability that he gets later on that, uh, that increases, that like basically it's everything except psychic damage. And maybe necrotic. Uh, I think there's some ability he gets later on that like adds more damage types to the things that could have though. Neat. Ain't a high. Peter. Well, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna cast a hypnotic pattern again. He'll probably use his legendary ability, but uh, maybe it keeps him from using it for other things. I don't really know what this guy's capable of. You know, and uh, many things in long-term D&D dungeon crawling is about attrition and consuming resources. So. Consume those resources. All right. I cast Hypnotic Pattern. They are going to make a Wisdom saving throw. That's <laughs> a critical failure. <laughs> and yes, he is going to use another legendary action to choose to succeed. I will now basically get out of cone range and kind of maybe move like somewhere over here. That would be out of cone range. Actually, if I can... I don't know if I get any cover being next to this one pillar over here, but I'll be as much as I can next to this wall. Okay. And I will give Bardic Inspiration to Fjorten. Huzzah! My last one. Heart and Chains icon assigned to give that that shit. That is it for me. Cool. We move on over to Jeff. Jeff, tell me about your turn. Oh, uh, and I'm sorry, you're... Oh, never mind. Barkskin is an AC thing, so that didn't affect the damage from earlier. Mm -hmm. Never mind. We're swinging hammers here. Uh, 16. 16 is just what you needed. Eight. I guess it's just what you needed. Just what you needed. Oh, 10 that. Oh, we get uh, advantage, correct? Uh, yes, you do have advantage, so that 20 is the one that's going to come through. Uh, 13 damage. 13 damage is a successful amount of damage. Excellent. You have successfully also reduced the hodag to bloodied. If I reposition myself around the hodag, does he get an attack of opportunity? As long as you do not leave melee range, you will not incur an attack of opportunity. You will, however, not have advantage if you are not on the opposite side from Fjorten. All right. So I'm going to go to this side of the thing. Okay. 
So for the contestants at home listening to this, uh, Peter is now at the very south end of the room by the door. The Lapines, which is Rayburn, Lapines, and Lapine, are in the center west of the room. The Hodag is in the center east of the room. Fjorten is by the uh, pale green starfish in the back, and Jeff is directly south of the Hodag. We begin Rayburn's turn. Rayburn, Rayburn's gonna, Rayburn's gonna boomerang. With a 15, Rayburn unfortunately misses, and they are going to spread out a little bit, because I want them to act at least semi-intelligently. Lapines is going to also boomerang. That's gonna be a 17, which is gonna be a hit, causing eight bludgeoning damage to the Hodag. Lapine is also going to spread out and is going to also boomerang. That boomerang is a 20, dealing uh, five more damage. Nice. And that brings us down to Fjorten. I'm going to go ahead and turn into a gaseous form. Are you going to go into the Hodag? Uh, I will not go into the Hodag. It will are break. You gonna, are you going to be the inverted part? Straight into the green star there. And, uh, <laughs> let me in. <laughs> let me in. <laughs> I will be doing gaseous form. Okay. Not into the Hodag, but above the Hodag, so Jeff can still get a uh, advantage on his oh. attacks. Okay. And so I will be straight above the Hodag, um, not making really any action, but trying to be more of a a, uh, a supportive player in this role. If that Hodag lights a match while you're in fart form, you're done for. Yeah, is that true? <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I know, no, I mean, that, uh, that makes sense. Let me go ahead and check that real quick, because uh, oh, fire... Could you go inside something as a gaseous form and then, like, say it into a like a man-sized creature and then turn into a very much larger creature while you're inside it. You know, so that is the... The Thanos theory? Yeah. The one of the most commonly thought of things in D&D, and I, I, I don't think that you can do that. We've been told we can always try to do anything. We can always try, always but try. I wouldn't want to because the sphincter of this thing would probably be so strong. I mean, it's lizard sphincter. You would just be hanging out. I would like... be just crushed. I mean, I would be in poop form. Yeah, you'd get Play-Doh Fun Factoried out <laughs> super fast. I mean, that's the like whole extruded Fjorten. Yeah, it it was a it's a legendary action. So here's here's actually all right. I'm going to spend some time on this. Uh, not right now. I mean, outside of the game, I'm going to spend some time on this. That I think because this gets brought up a lot, and it's, it's like I've seen it on Twitter and I've seen it in a bunch of other spots where people are like, "Well, why can't I gaseous form go into their lungs and then turn back?" I think that if you did that it would do just as much damage to you because imagine like literally trying to push your way through someone's like rib cage, right? Like that fucking, that, that would do some damage to both of you. So I feel like it would be like fatality for the person that you did it to, but I think it would also be like, like 10 D 10 damage to the person doing it. I mean, you would, you would begin taking solid shape. Yep. And then you would reach the boundaries of the vessel you were in, whether that's a beer bottle or a lung, mm -hmm. and then you would start pressing against that. And you've got magical force on your side, so I feel like you would be able to push out. So you're going to fuck some shit up, but you're also going to get really fucked up in the process. So I, I think there should be some rules around that. Like you're able to, should you desire, go inside of a thing and then return to solid form but here's the damage that's going to happen to you while you try and push your way out. And I it's going to suck. I think I'm going to make some rules around this. Magic form about it, yeah. But I mean, just I feel like your body needs to somehow have the room to compress out. And so like, if you were going to do that, you would have liquid form and then you'd have to go into some other form. And at some point you wouldn't be able to compress any more out. So but it's magic's on your does, side. Does all of your like weapons and armor turn gaseous too? Yeah, everything. Okay. Interesting. I mean, I feel like it, as you're as you're pushing back into solid form, like you can do that. I guess I just don't know how much force is exerted by doing that. Mm -hmm. It should just be like uh, I just leave my gaseous arm and my sword inside of the hodag. Oh, you get to choose what part is yeah, gaseous. Yeah, like just my arm and the sword. Oh, I don't have an arm. Just getting. <laughs> And then you just reform your arm, yeah, to the throat or something with your with your weapon. That could work. That'd be really cool. 
You could you maybe screw up your arm a little bit or whatever, but you know. No. I mean, you could People just... People with screwed up arms live kick-ass lives. Right. I think you could just leave the sword. <laughs> I, mean, I like I, If I had the choice to leave behind the sword or the sword and my arm, I'd be like, yeah, just the sword. Like, You don't want to reappear with your arm halfway up a hodag's ass? So like, uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, well, maybe I do. I don't know. That's behind, a new experience. I'm an extreme spoilist. I'm going to leave behind my sword, uh, my arm, my picture of my grandmother, Three toes and a testicle. Fjorten, you farted your way to the north, and it is now the Hodag's turn. Oh, no, I moved you up because you can't occupy the same space as the Oh, uh, Would that consider it being opposite side? Would that still work as I should be yeah. diagonal? Okay. Yeah, because the creature is... Uh, the way that I do uh, the flanking rules is if yeah. you can draw a line from the center of one character to the center of another character, and it goes through yeah. the creature then you have flanking. And on the Hodag's turn, they are going to... What are they going to do? What are they going to do? They're going to bite at Jeff. Jeff, I believe a 26 will hit you. Oh, it sure will. You're going to take 36 damage. Uh, Oh! Cut that in half down to an 18 because of your rage. All right. Ow. This thing is fearsome. I'm glad I didn't keep that bark skin on you. That'd be a waste. The uh, Hodag is a, a much more fearsome beast than y'all's accustomed to. Round three begins. Hodag having taken a bite and a burn. Peter, it is the start of this round, which means it's the start of your turn. Um, what, um, what, uh, does this Hodag have anything on? It's just a scaly lizard monster. Yeah, it's a, it's a mix of all kinds of weird shit. Uh, it's got a lot of fangs and teeth, um, it's definitely... I mean, the only thing I've really described about it so far is its butthole. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, what else would you really describe? How about? moist would you say its butthole is? <laughs> I'm going to cast Victor's Attractive Laughter. Okay. Uh, what do we got to do here? We have to do a wisdom save, if I recall. Yeah. All right. Wisdom saving throw for the Hodag. A creature of your choice that you can see within range perceives everything as hilariously funny and falls into fits of laughter if this spell affects it. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or fall prone, becoming incapacitated and unable to stand up for the duration. Let's try a little wisdom saving throw. That is a critical success with a 21. You just can't win today. Well, he's basically invincible to anything I can do. And that's it for me. Cool. Abject failure of a turn, you piece of shit. I'm kidding. You're doing so good. <laughs> good job, Peter. You're trash, bro. Like huh. you're rolling nothing but threes. Well, even when I do succeed, I just... A legendary action. Jeff, it's over to your turn. Tell me what you want to do. Uh, I'm going to hit it with my hammer. And 19. 19 will hit. 14 damage. 14 damage. That is... A good amount of damage. Hit him again. Keep hitting him. 17 is nope. a hit. Oh. Ah. Well, I guess, yeah. 25 is also a hit, so. Yeah, yeah. He had advantage. Sorry. 17 damage. I didn't mean to preempt you, by the way. I can read the numbers in the chat, though. So, I get, you know, I get excited. I, I get excited, too, that I can help. I'm helping. You are so. helping. I'm helping. I'm helping. I'm Eric. <laughs> I'm Eric. All right, that's two attacks. Any movement on your turn? Nope. I'm going to stay right here. Coolie O. Rayburn is going to take their boomerang attack. Let's just do one, two, three. I'm just going to bang out all three of these turns. That right there is Rayburn hit. Lapine's miss. Lapine hit. So we're going to do a boom and a boom. uh, For a grand total of nine damage between the two that hit a four and a five. These guys are making it work, though. I'm proud of them. They really are. They Damn, really they fucking are. They are putting are. work in. Fjorten, we're through all of the Lapines' turns, including Lapine and Lapines. It's time for you to go again. Well, I'm slapping back out of... Uh, slapping the base. Slapping the base, man. Out of gaseous form. And would that be considered a bonus action or a regular action? Uh, gaseous form, as we, I believe, talked about the last time, does not mention a cost for turning back, so you just get to be back. Sounds amazing. And uh, 
Speaking of the word slaps, did you guys see that video that went fucking viral? And it was this, it's like a four to six year old girl. I don't know how to tell children's ages visually. Uh, but it's this little girl singing a song, What is in your butthole? I really want to know. And the, like, the mom posted it and was like, you know, blah, 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 kids, whatever. But this song kind of slaps. That's like, fucking, it does. It does. It's pretty, pretty fantastic. What is in your butthole? I really want to know. It sounded like a, a Slater Kenny song. Anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to distract Fjorten no, from your great. turn. I love it. Glorious turn. Tell me. Tell me about your turn. If I, uh, a 20-foot sphere centered, that would hit, um, Jeff too, wouldn't it? If I did a 20-foot sphere where I'm at, If yeah. it started and originated from you, then yes. Yeah, and I don't want to do that because I want Jeff to keep attacking, and that's exactly what I don't want to do. That's not what I want. I mean, it fucking sucks, but... Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I don't want to spray you. That's really what I want. I don't want it. I want to. I don't want to spare you. That's what I don't want. God damn. Damn Goliath. In addition to my earlier distraction, my other distraction will be if you go on YouTube, you can find clips of the Graham Norton show. And there's a great picture of Emma Stone. Sorry, a great skit with Emma Stone. And I guess she, I think it's Emma Stone. She really likes the Spice Girls, like Mm -hmm. adores them. And Graham Norton is like, so I hear you really like the Spice Girls. And she's like, I do. And he's like, and I hear that you've never gotten to meet a Spice Girl before. And she starts like kind of getting all like, oh shit, is they're gonna are they gonna do the Oprah thing? Are they gonna bring them out? And she's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, no, I've never met one. And he's like, and I've never, I, and I'm guessing that if you've never met one, you've never met all five Spice Girls. And she's like, oh, oh my god, no. And she's like, well, you're still not going to. Anyway, the next thing we're gonna do today. Oh, shitty. Just shuts her down, and it's so cruel. And I still laughed, but it was... It was oh, yeah, of course. It was pretty terrible. Funny. With that, I will go ahead and um, do a healing word on Jeff for 14 hit points. Yes, you will. Kaboom. Heal it up. Anything else on your farty turn, Fjorten? No. Okay. I just had to read. I just want to make sure it wasn't like a 1d8 or something, but it was just a 1d4 plus boss casting. Okay. Nope, that was it. Fucking sweet. All right, the Hodag is going to attack, and... Uh, did you that? I did. Jeff? All right. Hodag is going to do... What's the Hodag going to do? The Hodag is going to... I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll a 1d2. That's a 1, so it's going to do another bite action against Jeff. That's a 23 to hit. That hits. And you are going to take 32 damage, cut in half down to 16. Round four begins. The Hodag is not looking super great. Peter, tell me about your turn in combat. Yeah, hey, I'll cast uh, Victor's Attractive Laughter again. Alrighty, cast away. That is going to be a wisdom saving throw. That is an 11. And you know what's going to happen. <laughs> do, you, do you know what's going to happen? I don't. It's going to succeed because they're out of legendary actions. <gasps> I only gave them two. You have successfully made this hodag laugh. And I've got to tell you, of all the sounds that I've heard in my imaginary world that I'm making up for you guys on the fly, there is none more horrible than the sound <laughs> of a hodag laughing. <laughs> This hodag starts screeching and laughing, and it's an awful sound, and they flip over onto their back, and they're rolling around on the ground, and they are completely incapacitated and unable to stand up for the duration. Please tell me about uh, the rest of your turn. Um, uh, Duration is up to a minute. Um, So basically, I'm like... Now what, guys? Give it everything you got. If it has a minute of... Keep on fucking concentrating. Yeah. I mean, it does not say anything about if you hit it, it goes not, so... At the end of each of its turns, and each time it takes damage, the target can make another wisdom saving throw. Okay, yeah, we don't know how smart this thing is. Target has advantage on the saving throw if it's triggered by damage. So... So if anybody attacks it... It'll get to try and break it, but, you know, 
Did you make these tiles inverted, by the way, where the hodag is? Uh, so the hodag's icon is not a... It doesn't have a transparent layer behind it. It, it had, like, the tiles. Okay. So when I turned it, the tiles turned too. All right. All right, fuck it. I'm just going to walk up to this door here and see if it's locked. <laughs> uh, you walk over to the door. Well, so technically it's not your turn yet. But oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm going to throw it out there that you can see that that... You can see from where you are that the door on the east side of the room does not have a keyhole, does not have a handle... It just has a uh, sort of serrated edge that joins the doors together, and it uh, it's securely held fast. It's almost as though it's waiting for the boss of this dungeon to disappear before it opens up. Um, I'm going to yell. Uh, look, I don't know what's going to happen, but... Uh, I'd say leave it to Jeff. That's what I'd say. Yell. Right, it's up to you. Jeff, Jeff, leave it to Jeff. Put something in its butt. You yell at Jeff, leave it to Jeff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have anything to put in its butt. If you have something metal to put in its butt, something fun could happen. Oh, yeah. I could put my testicles <laughs> in its butt. That's always true. <laughs> my testicles can go in its butt. Mm. Oh, rip. you did take a long rest. You've got your nuts back. I have my nuts back. 23. Uh, your Warhammer strikes true. Tell me how much damage you do. 17. 17 damage is done. And you don't need to roll again because 17 damage is as much as you needed. Weir, 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 weir. Oh, did we just kill it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even. All right, now to kill these lapines. We're totally going to double cross these guys. Hell no, we're not going to double cross these guys. What is business? Bitness bitness works for Fjorten, and Fjorten does not bitness that way. I was was a businessman. I was doing business. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe that's an actual quote. I was a businessman. I was doing business. It is a real quote Uh, from the very good adventuring team. That's pretty pretty dishonorable. You guys have destroyed the Hodag in this dungeon as per your quest, and... With a loud bang and almost a hint of exhilarating music in the background, you see the door before you slide to the left and to the right, and it is now open to the room beyond. What would you like to do? I would like to enter this door. There is some cheering and cajoling from the Lapines, Rayburn, Lapine, and Lapines, as they are overjoyed to know that this room... Which, by the way, the Hodeg has prevented them from ever entering Mm -hmm. before now. They're like, holy shit, fucking, it's treasure, Jesus, wow. Jesus may not exist in this world, but there's rabbit Jesus. Wow. We're going to go into this room, and they start following you guys in there. All of you enter this room, and there are, surrounded by a sea of pillars, several statues, and in the middle of it, is a pile, nay, a hoard, a hoard of gold from the Hodag. The Hodag has been collecting its treasure from its kills and stuff, whatever. It's <laughs> the people that came in here. How much are we talking here? You enter and you find an enormous pile of gold, and in fact, you find two things. You find an enormous pile of gold, which I'm going to tell you right now is 2,500 gold pieces. How much are we splitting with these Lopians? We said half. In addition to that, you find a set of plus one plate armor. Ain't mine. Such is your treasure for destroying the Hodag, in addition to the parts and whatnot that you can bring back for, you know, wilder people, I guess. Or wait... Fuck, it's been so long. I don't even remember who gave you this quest. No, the City Watch gave you this quest. That's not a... Although, the Wilder people probably will give you some money for Hodag parts, too. We have Hodag parts. We have other parts of things as well. We collected up on the way. So, you guys, I mean, these Lapines, especially Lapines, they're like fucking Scrooge McDucking it in this pile of gold, and they're like, We're rich! We're rich! I'm Rick James! I'm Rick Bitch! What are the odds that they double-cross us? Uh, I'm going to have you roll some insight. Ten. You roll a ten. You have a level of uncertainty, but so far no signs of double cross have come up. All right. I don't think they will. What you going to do? What you going to do right. when Lapine on you? Lapine, Lapine. I give uh, Rayburn and Lapines and Lapine a high paw. And uh, I'm like, hey, thanks for the help, guys. And I start uh, scooping our half of a gold and... 
into a bag. Mm-hmm. 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 Y'all do that. So you guys scoop up that gold. The Lapines scoop up their gold. Between the six of you, you trot to the end of this dungeon, or rather, back to the start. You find yourselves at the entrance in an unsteady truce, all of you eyeballing one another, uncertain what's going to happen. And as each of you starts quietly, slowly backing away, Lapine and Lapines, in unison, raise a paw, and they wave in a gesture of friendship. And they say, just down this corridor is the way to our village. Should you ever decide to venture down this way again, well, you know you have some friends with the Lapines. I'm going to reach out to Rayburn's paw specifically and give him the highest of paws. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And deal the highest touch and say, we appreciate your help. Uh, we will be in contact. I don't feel this truce will be light. Well, like, you know what? The Undercity is a, is a dangerous place, but we look forward to seeing you again. Friends who murdered all the rest of our friends, but but turned out pretty good with with us. You know, once we knew it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we learned we learned that you we guys all were here together. It's time to work together, and from there, y'all venture on back. Uh, you make it up through the basement of the city watch, and they're like, "Holy shit! You guys actually came back. You like you killed the the hodag." And you, I'm assuming, display some evidence of killing the Hodag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, oh, we definitely, yeah, we definitely got some. Like, like Hodag horn, teeth. Hodag, Hodag star. Yeah, Hodag yeah. butthole. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's what we show them first. We're like, don't you recognize this? No, I definitely, I definitely don't recognize that. No, that's new to me. You don't recognize this? I turn it kind of like around and inside out. <laughs> you don't make it move a little bit and be like, hey, don't you recognize me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hodag. <laughs> Just a little bit though. Uh all right, so you guys have the favor of the city watch at this point because you have now done a great quest to them. And what I'm going to tell you that this does is it opens up a whole new world of possibilities for you. You guys have completed I will also say, because we're going to just throw a bunch of things out, you have completed level five with all of the fucking fighting and all the shit that you just did. You have advanced to level six. Oh, thank God. What that means in particular is that you have advanced from the tier one style of adventuring into tier two adventuring, as defined in the Dungeon Master's Guide and the Player's Handbook. You are now doing things a little bit more epic than you're used to. Things are going to get a little heavier and a little bigger. By which I mean that you are now granted access of your very own to the dungeons that live underneath the City Watch. Should you decide you want to go questing and finding things and, you know, doing bigger shit than you're normally accustomed to, other than roleplay sort of things, you now have access to the dungeons underneath to do so. You have a big, cavernous, gigantic world to explore. Campaign 2, Episode 51, Rabbit Jesus, was released on December 6, 2020. Join us again next week. Just, just join us again. That's it. Just, just come back. We'll, we'll be here. We'll, we'll see you. Hopefully we'll see you then. Vegan. 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team. Henry Ford was fucking getting high what was it i don't know <laughs> I <just> rolling. <laughs> rolling blunts <laughs> how about this man the model j <laughs> 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 <laughs>